Gold Valley has tomorrow. Um, so this time I know you're a busy guy. Uh, these days one being a second, I was but I was told you out of the country. Uh, uh, don't, uh, don't use that word. Isn't that, is that, is that the truth? Eh? Isn't that the truth though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In and out, it's, like, uh, it's true. Okay. So you, uh, you caught me when, I, when I'm in the country. But, uh, yeah. I wanted you last week, but then uh, Kuti told me that you weren't going to be available uh, last week. Uh, you're on some being a business <laughs> in these streets. Uh, so thank you very much for inviting us over uh, for this conversation. Um, as we spoke earlier, I don't... The PVO bill is something we know about, we've read, yeah. but it's not something that we can talk about um, implicitly mm-hmm. because it's not really within our scope of coverage. Mm-hmm. So then we get guys like you to do all the hard work while we just sit here and listen to you guys talk. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So introduce yourself to the people who might not know who you are. Okay, so, um, yeah, my name is Comrade Fatso, as you already said in the <laughs> intro. Uh, that's the most important bit. Uh, I'm the, yeah, I'm the convener of the Content Creators Network, um, which is an alliance of some of the leading digital media and community media organizations in Zim. Uh, so it includes Magamba Network, Bus Stop TV, Site, TelZim, ZimFact, NewsHawks, Batsana. Wait, wait, NewsHawks? NewsHawks. They joined? Yes. And you excluded us? あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ
um, feeding the homeless, um, running uh, women's empowerment schemes, all the way through to uh, lawyers that that uh, represent uh, people uh, people whose rights have been trodden on. Um, through to yeah, through to organisations that work to fight for human rights and social justice. So it's a very kind of yeah, NGOs. Uh, I think are a very kind of broad, broad sector. Um, and so yeah, more, I mean more more recently, I think it's they're referred to as as CSOs, civil society organisations. It's a bit nicer to describe yourself as uh, what you are than what you are not. They are not a government organisation. So what are they? Are they anti-government organisation? No, 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 we're not that. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean that's a bit of the background on, on that. But then yeah, the PVO bill, um, of course, which we've been trying to raise awareness uh, about as Magamba, um, and I'm happy that you said you, you know, you discovered it first on TikTok because you know that's what that's what our, our activism is all about. That's what our media is about is like you know trying to make the unsexy thing sexy, like you know make <laughs> make information sexy. Put the PVO bill on TikTok and see how far. So the yeah, so the PVO bill. It's the um, uh, the private voluntary organizations bill. So a private voluntary organization um, is uh, uh, it's similar to to an NGO, but it's quite, it's it's uh, the way, the way it's being used is quite a broad uh, you know it's quite a broad term. Mm. Um, uh, so this this the way the government is 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 using it uh, this bill um, it can it can cover basically everything that i discussed before this this broad range um, uh, of different organizations doing very important work um, and unfortunately what the government is trying to do is to use this bill to try and clamp down on on civil society organizations to try and silence them um, and so this bill supposedly is about um, it's about countering money laundering uh, and following the international, what are called FATF yeah. regulations, which are all about countering money laundering. Um, and for some reason, the government is focusing this specifically on non-governmental organizations. Um, Zimbabwe already has enough current laws to deal with money laundering, first. Secondly, where money laundering is happening is not NGOs. Uh, uh, the majority of that actually... Uh, is happening in com- companies and corporates, which overwhelmingly are linked to individuals within the state who either got dodgy tenders and so forth. That's where the money laundering is happening. Um, so that that the, the the whole pretext behind the PVO bill is just a pretext. Uh, it's a facade. Um, the real reason behind it is to try and clamp down on on civic organizations because uh, let's not forget that civic organizations include Makamba, they include Bastop TV, they include Zim Rights, Zimbabwe Lawyers for Human Rights, Zimcod. So all of these, you know, uh, I think really important organizations that are doing work to empower citizens, to help amplify their voices. Um, and they're trying to put this bill in place before 2023. Um, the, you know, Hurumenta has been trying to decimate the opposition uh, through creating fake ones. And now... <laughs> They are, they're, of course, they're, they're moving their focus on to also trying to uh, attack civil society. Um, because without a viable opposition and without a strong civil society, how are you going to uh, mobilize young people to register to vote? How are you going to get them to vote? And how are you going to monitor the vote uh, and all the fraud that happens? Um, so that's the reason behind it. And it's, it's extremely... You know, I think the word is when we've used it so much in Zimbabwe over the last few decades, draconian. draconian. It's draconian. <laughs> it's authoritarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Those words are, are, are buzzwords now. Ah, and I tried to do it in, in a tender BT accent. Um, <laughs> but nobody can get that accent. Ah, right? no, they can't. You know, or the small hat yeah. on top of his head. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so basically, it'll it, it forces it'll force NGOs to register, mm. even though uh, NGOs should be should you know should be self regulating. It forces forces them to register with the government, and then it gives the registrar insane powers um so for no specific reasons um it's very vague in the bill he can remove board members of an ngo uh replace them with his own board members he can then then they can remove personnel staff from that ngo replace them with their own staff have access to all their their files their documents because also read in the the bill it said that civil servant they can can appoint a civil servant to go over an ngo's books or someone in the civil service to cover the NGO's books. Yes. So my question is that are NGOs not making declarations to the government as to how much they're spending? Yeah, it's, I, so I think I, I think the thing is that that's, that definitely happens. All I mean, NGOs pay tax. Zimra Zimra gets gets uh, you know gets paid on a regular basis from NGOs. Um, so that's that's not the issue. Like mm-hmm. NGOs, you know, civil society organisations end up contributing quite a huge amount. Um, to to our uh, our forex reserves, to the US dollars that are in circulation here. Mm. NGOs have got all their accounts with with major banking institutions here. There's nothing untowards. Um, uh, every month your similar is paid, your mass is paid, and so on. Mm. Um, so the issue is not about lack of financial transparency. Unfortunately, lack of financial transparency is is is, 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 is a government issue, mm. not an NGO issue. Um, what this what this allows ZANU-PF to do is basically take over troublesome NGOs. Uh, so it can it, it can decide for no apparent reason that uh, 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 Zimrights has done something wrong according to information it has received, and it can remove the the board of Zimrights, replace it with their with their own pliant uh, compliant board, um, uh, and turn Zimrights into. Uh, into a, a government-controlled organization. So that's that's what's so worrying about this bill, is it just gives these sweeping powers. How does that counterintuitive, though, to make, let's say in the classical term, a non-governmental organization a government organization? It's not supposed to be within the scope of a government to make that conversion. Yes, exactly. So why... Okay, I get the, the political aspect of it, uh, and I'm trying not to be political today, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I get um, the political aspect. And, I, and when you said we've got enough mon- money laundering laws, I don't think we have. We just have the money laundering laws are not effective across the board. Like it's not distributed equally across everybody. Mm-hmm. So there, there are people who are above the law uh, and etc. Yeah. To the PVO bill, as far as my interpretation of it was, um, opportunism, as seeing this um, young people's movement growing through these organizations mm-hmm. because they have obviously, and I use obviously as in you know the gravitation towards them because they're willing to give out. Uh, funds if if your cause is good enough, or if your mm-hmm. cause meets the, the criteria of what they what, what they're looking for, what to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree with you when you say yeah, it just gives them widespread power and it, and it helps them stop this um, uh, grassroots movement. Although we can't call Magamba and the entire network a grassroots movement anymore, I think it's it's mature. Mm-hmm. But I think there is a fear in what alternative media can do, similar to what we saw in America during the 2016 elections. Yeah, where alternative media became the de facto. People went and looked for media on YouTube. They didn't care about um, state publications. Yeah. yeah. So uh, here's my question: Do you think that they are prescient enough, prescient? I don't know how to pronounce that word, but forward thinking enough or forward vision enough to see a similar situation happening with um, media? Let's start with the media networks, for example. Yeah. But that work with um, with NGOs. Uh, yeah. No, I think I, I think I think your 
you know, you're, you're, you're definitely onto something there because I think the, the range of what civil society does is so vast. Um, but part of that is, is on the kind of alternative media, um, digital media fronts. Uh, so, you know, Magamba is, is, is registered, um, as, you know, uh, as, as an NGO. So are many other, uh, you know, media, digital media organizations that, that you know of. Um, and so I think this is something that the, 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 the government is, uh, is trying to get ahead of for its own reasons. Um, because of course, when when something happens, we get accused, or Pastor gets accused. I mean, there was the leaked audio of of Zanubiev, uh, trying on WhatsApp, trying to come up with ways to double book the Chamisa Star Rally, and then they're posting online, "Kuti Magaba Network Indimi Nana Comic Pastor." And we're like, "No, comrades, that production quality was very, very weak. It wasn't us." Eh? You know, so I mean, they'll come after. I know bus stop. They, you know, they they they, they, they you know they go go after after bus stop too for their reports and skits. Um, and, uh, and I, and I think there's, yeah, there's definitely within, uh, within government, um, this realization that the most independent media space is really is the digital media space and community media. Um, cause I think, you know, the, 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 the big issue is that you've seen so much capture, um, of, uh, of previously independent mainstream media, uh, in Zip. Um, of course, state media, we won't even talk about that because ZBC was born captured. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> all state radio stations captured. Most independent private radio stations captured. Yeah. All in, in, you know, in cahoots with, um, with cronies of Zanubiev. Uh, unfortunately, we've seen a lot of the, you know, the independent mainstream uh, print publications that we grew up on becoming uh, in, you know, um, increasingly questionable in terms of where they stand, uh, either being bought out uh, by people aligned to ZANU-PF uh, or being offered certain positions. Um, and that's that's happened on the one hand, whereas, you know, on the flip side, you've seen the growth, the, the, the growth of, and mushrooming of digital media platforms mm-hmm. in Zim, especially over the last two years, in terms of where you can get your news, um, where you can where, where you can get important uh, alternative information. Um, I think even looking at stats from, you know, from last, from last year, uh, in Zim, we had over 5 million internet users and uh, an increase in uh, internet users by 203,000 people. So you do progressively have more people accessing the internet and a mushrooming of platforms. If you want to read news, go to 263, you know, you go to 263 chat or Zim Live. If you want to fact check what you're reading, go to Zim Fact. If you want an investigative, go to News, go to news Hawks. Um, if you want to catch live streams of what's happening in Parliament, you can go, you can go to, 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 to Open Pali. For your comedy, you go to Bus Stop TV uh, and Comic Pasta. Um, you know, for your, for your tech news, you go to Tech Zim. Um, so it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a very vibrant alternative media atmosphere. And I think that's what the government wants to clamp down because come election time, um, you're going to have so many content creators on the ground that are just armed with a mobile phone that can be taking photos of, of fraud as it's happening at polling stations. Um, you've got, um, you know, you've got people, you know, people like activists like Pacheru who use the online space really well in terms of, in terms of showing how voter fraud is, uh, is happening. You've got the likes of ERC and ZESNI, who are civic organizations, who will also uh, be monitoring how the elections go. So this is definitely, it's, you know, it's an assault on civil society and specific segments of it. Your alternative media organizations, your, your human rights lawyers, your election-focused organizations, 
human rights organizations. Um, so they'll, you know, they'll leave the, if, if it comes into being, they'll leave alone your, maybe your, if your food aid organizations and some because orphanages. There was an exclusion of the bills. The bill did not encompass all um, CSOs or NGOs. There were religious organizations and others that were not really part of it. Uh, I was reading uh, Veritas Zimbabwe's um, um, assessment of it. Mm. And they laid out that, yeah, religious organizations and others were left out of it because, again, in, in my opinion, messing with religion in Zimbabwe doesn't get you very far, mm -hmm. especially the electorate. That's why we see most people campaigning in churches because, you know, either side of the aisle, you see them going to Masoi or go to that occasional Soe and go to churches and, and campaign. Yeah. So I'm guessing that's why that was left out because that would have left enough crap. And again, I think it shows the intent. Uh, yeah. in my opinion that yeah, there's a bit of a um, trying to uneven the playing field for independent organizations who, who, who now found an ecosystem that could exist. I say this because, like you said, ZBC, the difficulty of getting your message on ZBC is, is near impossible. Like the, the ability to get your message there mm. is, is not impossible. They own the airwaves, they own the, the, the TV waves. You're not going to get um, anything other than what is approved onto the airwaves. Yeah. So the internet was just brilliant. Um, for example, Texan itself mm. was born of the fact that there was a, a title in the Herald that said Econet um, launches elitist technology when they brought 3G with 3G. That was only going to be used by the rich. And I found it kind of like, but screw that. <laughs> like the internet is the future. Yeah. And here's why we're, we're all here. So it's, that's the beauty of the internet. And it's just sprung up a number of other um, uh, startups and a number of other organizations that want to speak, not truth to power, but yeah. want to speak with an opinion that is not the state narrative pretty yeah. much i was going to say glazed over but yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah state narrative is pretty much pretty much it because for us we're and I, it this encompasses you as well because i see a lot of young people here mm. we're speaking to a vastly different generation i mean millennials we've suffered gen x and millennials we've suffered the boomers curse of you know trying to do their way mm. gen z don't care mm. and they want things where they can find them that's why tiktok is so popular around the world where short form format content of people like how it came across across you yeah that's how it becomes popular so i i think i, I agree with you i think they, they really want to stifle that uh that, that progress and you know internet usage i think we've been tracking it as well uh, yeah of the course you're the guys yeah, 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 yeah some yeah, some yeah. on some days <laughs> and yeah the the the, the amount of gigabytes terabytes now that are being consumed in zimbabwe ridiculous we're breaking records every single quarter yeah, yeah. just brings out and it's not just whatsapp it's, it's not just people using WhatsApp bundles. People are now on the wide internet because they're now discovering all these different platforms that tell that speak their kind of language. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm tempted not to you know become you know um, anyone of the opposition because I'm apolitical. <laughs> I don't really care about politics. Uh, but in terms of the fear that it brings to organizations for you because it's an existential threat. Yeah. Because you guys are, are a CSO or an NGO. Mm -hmm. um, so on on that point of it being an existential existential threat. My leaning is more okay. I'll speak frankly. Mm. In most cases, it's protecting the back because funding is the biggest problem for content. And I don't say this flippantly. Yeah, yeah. I say this knowing good. Monetizing a piece of written work or digital work is increasingly difficult and spoke. Mm. You have payments problems. So, whenever you can find money, you get. And you're not the only example of this. There are a bunch of other organizations. So for anyone who doesn't understand, can you just go into your business model itself? Since you're registered CSO, yeah, yeah. Um, just go into your business model and why this bill kind of intersects with what you're trying to do. Yeah. So so in terms of how, yeah, how Magamba's, um, yeah, we're, we're exactly registered as a, uh, as a civic organization. Um, so basically, uh, what, yeah, what we do, we have a lot, yeah, a lot of different yeah, projects and, and platforms that we run. So um, 
we've got two main programs. So we've got our Digital X program and our Arts for Change program. Uh, so Digital X um, is all about using digital activism, uh, civic tech and creative means to increase young people's participation in political processes. Um, so we've got five main projects under that. We've got Shoko Festival, which is Zim's longest running festival of urban culture. Magamba TV, where you go to for satire, <laughs> some cheeky jokes, and your news. Uh, we've got Open Pali, um, which, uh, yeah, is our kind of groundbreaking project we launched some years back, which trains citizen journalists to go tweet live from parliament. It's kind of exploded and um, we've spread it across the continent. So we've got Open Pali, Nigeria, Somalia, and Zambia. Um, the fourth project is Motor Republic, where we are right now. Zim's first creative hub and co-working space for youthies. Uh, and then the fifth is the Feed ZW, which is all about producing like audio, I'm sorry, all about uh, producing like video stories from young people's perspectives. And then our second pro uh, program is Arts for Change. So it's all about using arts and creative means to trigger conversations around accountability with young people. Uh, so there are two projects there. It's Voice to Rep, which is kind of first of its kind nationwide music competition for socially conscious artists. And then the Film Fellowship, which is all about incubating a new generation of like socially conscious filmmakers. Um, so that's, those are the kind of projects we run. And so we get, yeah, we get um, uh, funding, you know, funding support for some of the programs that we do, like some of the, the, the trainings and boot camps that we run uh, for citizen journalists uh, or for some of the programs that we produce. Um, uh, then we also, we also, um, uh, cons you know, uh, offer our services to other, uh, uh, civic organizations, other foundations, kind of offer our, our digital and creative skills. Um, and then also we, you know, we produce content for, uh, like for local and regional international, um, uh, broadcasters who have produced stuff, for, you know, for, content for, for DW uh, in Germany <clears throat> so yeah it's kind of snapshot yeah that, that's quite extensive amount of, of, of work and I was here last year I was actually a mentor I don't know who the hell picked me to be a mentor but okay <laughs> for the content creator startup week. yes yes and again I was there I wasn't expecting the kind of turnout that that happened that, that so I'm not saying no one will show up yeah but the amount of people I saw was something I wasn't prepared for but then I then when you listen to each young content entrepreneur there's the same thing. We don't know how to monetize. We don't know uh, hubs to work from. Uh, we don't know. Uh, I think the guy from Pachedu uh, is here, Tanatsuwa. I think I saw him here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Pachikua, sorry. Pachikua, mm -hmm. uh, Tanatsuwa. I, I see him here a bunch of times. Yeah. And it's become that place for, for, for content startups. Yeah. Um, and there are a number of people, I think, King Kandor as well as a product of, of, of this exactly. network. Exactly, very much, yeah. Um, and now he's not returning my calls because he's... <laughs> yeah, he's doing the things, man. Yeah, so it's it's that, that the, this place is... Um, was formed, or the inception of this place, it's not inception, the purpose of this place now is pretty much to be the hub, an incubator for yeah. content creation and content creation platform. But more than that, is to push the message of free thinking, freedom of speech. Uh, and I like Open Parley as an example, mm. because in the UK, I was there for brief periods, and you get Prime Minister's questions, where it's being on live TV, you know, you get fulls everything. Yeah. In Zim, you don't get too much of that. I've been a ZBC subscriber since birth, yeah. and there are rare instances where you get that. But Open Parley is one of those platforms. I was like, okay, wait, you can literally sit on because when I was in uni, you can sit on Twitter and watch what's going on at home. 
Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it, there is no agenda to it. It's just, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. You can then stream it. And I, and I see it's particularly popular with the diaspora. Mm-hmm. They, they love to get that picture of what's going on uh, in Zimbabwe. So the yeah. work has been done is great. Uh, and obviously your funding uh, comes from other NGOs um, and some of it is self-sustaining. I want to know what the disparity between the, the funding funding mm-hmm. from 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 uh, CSOs and NGOs, other organizations or INGOs, international you know, non-government organizations, because there's a bit of an alphabet soup with, with NGOs yeah, classification. Yeah. So you give me like a disparity between uh, or a simple comparison between what you guys have been able to achieve yourselves yeah. and where you guys call them like, yeah, we actually need money. I'm not saying this to be a dick. I'm saying yeah. this because, um, you know, it's the, the balance is, is, is important. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I think, you know, I think, um, we, you know, we still get, uh, you know, a fair bit of funding for, for most of our programming. But the, the key thing for us is always, always seeing about how we can yeah, generate new revenue streams through the work that we do. Um, so in terms of like re- revenue, we, we, we kind of, we generate and kind of we bring through our kind of, you know, um, consultancies and so on. I think we'd, we'd look at about 30% in terms of what we bring in. Um, we're also in the process of launching a new uh, studio. Um, jealous. Be launching, so jealous. Uh, <laughs> going to be launching this week. Um, so that's a whole brand new space, double story building. It's got, it's got uh, two TV and film studios, uh, audio studio, uh, web series studio, writer's room, editing suite. Um, so this is like the next step in our journey, um, not just for producing all the content we need to, because of course we need a, we need a more space than we've got here. Motor is an amazing creative hub and, and co-working space, mm. but we also needed a full on just dedicated. So you've kind of got outgrown Motor in terms of what you can do here. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so Motor will stay as our kind of, as our, our creative hub, our co-working space. It's the, it's the space for, you know, really dope events and talks and everything but our whole production unit has moved to the studio um and the idea the idea behind the studio is not just for magamba productions it's very much the idea is for 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 it to become the studio for alternative media uh for you know for new content creators and for like important civic content um realizing how much the the kind of the, the media space has become captured that we need to create our own studios um, to, to to put across that that alternative messaging because unfortunately a lot of the this the you know the, the studios that we see being used online even by civic organizations are in some way controlled by the state or those aligned uh, with the ruling party um, so this is a step to to creating uh, yeah a, a very new independent studio space um, with yeah with new voices that we can get out there online so semi thirty is, is for me now makes the existential part a, a more pertinent because mm-hmm. um, for those international non-government organizations, they can back out and be like, no, we don't want to be part of a system where we can be easily controlled by, because that's not our our purpose here. Our purpose is to meet the deficiencies that we've seen that are happening here. Um, so this is something that got me to the evolution of CSOs and NGOs that back in the 1950s, it was more about uh, women's organizations, women's rights, mm-hmm. workers' movements, unions, to now in, 20, in the 2000s being more about um, governance, constitutionalism, and policy. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the fear, and it's not saying that I'm, I'm implying this, but it's, I think it's a question I've always been curious about. There is a quote-unquote neo-colonialist element when it comes to foreign powers. And I'm not saying this in the sense of, 
in the Zimbabwean sense. Yeah. In the sense we hear parroted on TV uh, a bunch of times. I'm saying it in the sense that agendas get mixed up. Mm-hmm. You then get, you are now behest to someone's objectives, even though your initial, let's say, starting point was pure. Yeah. yeah. So how has that affected you and Madame as, as a network? Have you ever said to your funders, ah, guys, that it is. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, 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 no, I completely hear you. And I think, you know, um, uh, all, I think, you know, all funders have, have their agendas. Um, and uh, I think, you know, I think, I think one of the key things is, yeah, is also remaining independent uh, as an organization um, so that you're not doing the bidding of a foreign government or your, your own government, uh, but remaining independent as an organization. I think the, um, uh, you know, the, the, the important thing is about like with us, we always retain, you know, full creative control programming so we kind of come up with the concept the idea and we'll pitch it and then get support to match it um uh but not going the other way around and saying ah you know ningi's offering this this money for this Uh, i don't really believe in it but i'll do it um and i think that's really important so that you maintain you know you maintain your independence um so that you're not seen as some flim flam organization (laughs) that will just do this today and this tomorrow um uh, and I, I think also, you know, for us, it's it's as Magamba very much about always being guided by uh, we've got because we've grown so much. We're like, okay, we've got our vision, our mission, but you know, you, you need you need even more than that to anchor you if you're a growing organization. Um, so I think we're, we're we're always trying to stay guided by our four pillars, uh, our four value pillars, which is that what we do needs to be about social justice, uh, needs to be creative and innovative. It needs to have community impact, uh, and it needs to be youth-driven and youth-focused. So, so everything we do needs to tick those boxes. Um, and yeah, that's 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 how we kind of come up with our programming and the the, the, the big goals that we want to achieve is just trying to come up with that really dope, homegrown, innovative Zimbabwean programming that can and, deliver a better country. So, how are you? So my, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to wrap my head around staying authentic because I struggle with the same thing. Yeah. Is that um, when you're writing something, you want to be as authentic as possible. Uh, when you're creating the content, particularly for me, I have to tone myself down a bit because I can get carried away. A little bit. <laughs> so I have to become a little bit more reserved, and that doesn't quite feel authentic. So that whole process with navigating through, you know, people with a lot of money, a lot of power, and I've seen, you know, guys like the British Consul um, with the scripts and bars, uh, Comic Expose is what they're running there. With the, the U.S. Embassy was here for the content creation. Um, uh, startup week exactly, exactly. They're there and I, I, they're pouring a lot of money into the arts mm-hmm. and I think that my assumption is they're trying to create an art renaissance in, in Zimbabwe because there's a, there's a lot of money going on there and yeah. Oshoko Festival as well um, is, 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 was, is or was backed by, by initiatives like that yes so, exactly. so yeah. that, that authenticity is something that's difficult in my head I struggle weighing people's expectations to be like you know I, I want to create this thing right yeah. but then you're getting pushed and pulled through, and I'm 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 assuming this is me making assumptions. I'm, I'm not saying this is the case. Yeah. But in my head, it's like you're you're trying to navigate through you know these barriers of very powerful organizations with very clear objectives. Yeah. So how do you maintain that authenticity in your in your in your product design, which is your content, mm-hmm. as well as in your organizational structure? I mean, yeah, I think it's I think it's especially difficult for like start like that startups that are starting out or like a young organization, a young civic organization that's starting out. It's difficult to say no to money that comes with certain strings attached Mm. uh it's easier like the more mature your organization gets and you can say no to this and yes to that i think in the magamba situation we were you know um 
we we set it up with with uh, with outspoken uh, back in the day in two thousand and seven. Um, you know, we met. We actually met at a poetry slam. We were both like you know spoken <laughs> word artists, and he had seen me boasting uh, boasting that me, me and my crew were the, the dopest spoken word crew. And he was like, Nah, man, I'm gonna beat this dude. And so he walked all the way from Azoi, in the bus there, into <laughs> town to the book cafe, and we paddled. And uh, there were twelve poets, and uh, we, we both made it through the first round. Then there were six poets, and the two of us made it into the final against each other. And we battled, and unfortunately, the people judged that it was a tie. So we had to share the we had to share the the prize, which was a uh, chicken and chips in a book. <laughs> uh, uh, I was hungry, so I took the chicken and chips. He was hungry for knowledge, yeah. so he took the book. Uh, and that's when we decided we could work together. And we're like, man, let's just yeah, let's do let's do some work. And at the time, we realized like like Zim, it was very depressing. Like Zim was it was 2007, yeah, which yeah. is the year before 2008. Yeah, yeah. We need I say more. <laughs> uh, and so we launched Magambe in that in November 2007. Um, and it was all about using creative means to reach out to young people, to inspire them, to be part of positive change in their country. Mm. Um, and that's how we started the, the organization. Uh, we weren't rushing to get funding or anything. It was much more of like a passion project because we were at, uh, at first, we were kind of running it while doing our hustles and shit on the side, to, you know, to, to pay the rent. Um, and so it gave us the space, kind of running it as a passion project to like, yeah, to, to put on different events and different projects that we were really passionate about. So then when it got to the point of people actually saying, oh, yo, do you want some, you know, do you want some funding for this? We're like, yeah, yeah, that could be dope. Um, uh, as opposed to the other way around, where you're like, guys, let's set up an organization to get funding. So you need, uh, guys, when you, when you, when you start, uh, you need that, you need that, you know, that, 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 that vision, the passion, the values, let the other shit follow. Because uh, if you start, if you start united by money, not a vision, then are uh, you bound to fail? Um, so I think that's, you know, that's, that's really, that's really a key thing. And like you're saying, being authentic, I think it's, it's, uh, it's, I think for us, it's always about making sure that, yeah, that we are authentic and that we stay relevant. Mm. Uh, we started out as a spoken word and hip hop organization. Uh, we were running spoken word and hip hop events, mm. concerts. And then, um, and then, yeah, I just, you know, there's pivot, 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 <laughs> and, you know, satire, digital media, innovation, now civic tech. Um, and I think for us, like, uh, it's not about being loyal to projects. It's about being loyal to your vision uh, and loyal to people, but not to projects. You mm. can shift, you can change your projects around. If it's no longer relevant, drop it. Mm. Why, why, why are you running it if it's not achieving an impact? Oh, it's got a nice name and a logo, so what? <laughs> um, so I think for us, that's that's also like the story of how we've kind of, you know, consistently pivoted, introduced new creative ways of programming, yet, you know, digital or satire and so on. Um, because for us, it's about achieving the, the objectives, you know, it's about, Building a new Zimbabwe that's 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 got a really radically participatory democracy that's got a just and, and equal economy um, that allows every voice to speak uh, and so if our programs are delivering that if our projects are delivering that kawan if they're not flip it up change the script do something new. Mm. So for you, it's basically the message is not uh, anything else because I think you guys are top three, Kubatana, Magamba, and another organization I've forgotten, are the ones really running with the PVO bill mm -hmm. uh, because I keep saying the word existential. It, it, it is what it is. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. This will see a lot of organizations in, in, in the crosshairs and 
Uh, I hate using the term captured because I'm apolitical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Captured. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's trying to avoid that situation where, you know, we no longer have a place where we can hear alternative opinions. And I say this as a person who writes things that people disagree with, mm-hmm. because I think disagreement is such an important part of civic discourse, or just discourse in general. Completely, yeah. Because yeah. if we then get to the point where we're all agreeing with each other, we're not doing anything. Yeah. We're not moving forward. So I prefer someone, even if they're misguided, to come and, you know, um, disagree with me. Even though sometimes I don't know what I'm talking about, but sixty mm-hmm. percent of the time it's just there, there, thereabouts. Uh, but I, I find that valuable, um, and networks like yours, um, in the capacity they're in now, help further that along and attracting the kind of donor and funding that can then help other startups. Because, like I said, this this place is is, is kind of a hub, and I'm not saying this is a fan because I've, I've been here four or five times now, mm-hmm. and I've I've seen a bunch of you know um, content creators that I recognize and that I don't. Uh, last time we were here, I think Sean Dowder was downstairs. I know he's doing a movie. I had no idea how connected he was to this place. Yeah. But then when you walk in, you just see a bunch of you know content entrepreneurs, producers, directors, you know, and you're like, okay, something must be going on here. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so the PBO bill um, is objective, and as I'm trying to say, I think it, as I'm trying to say, is kind of fighting against that in, in, in a bit, uh, because if you are found wanting, mm. you can be replaced. Yeah, and they'll put me. <laughs> I'll be a bootleg. Wapinda, 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 big. It's like I can just simply say, yeah, you know, yeah, we're gonna shift, shift direction, shift course. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying this is what they want to do, but I'm just saying, like, by the reading of the bill itself, yes. it, it's really frightening to think about. And I fear that people think that what you guys are doing is an overreaction when you've never been in a situation where someone is actually fighting for their survival. Yeah, I think yeah. there's a, there's a massive difference to that. And just to cap off, because I think I've taken more of, more of your time than I'd like. Yeah. Um, that quote by Chris Mjango. Now, I know you said it. You, you played the clip. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, maybe you can drop the clip. Possible, not possible. But it's, it's all we'll rip off the, the YouTube video. But I have it written out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in, I found it near the radio. Uh, now, because we have exposed them, being the NGOs, they have no organizational capacity. NGOs now want to move into a, as the substitute for opposition parties, uh, uncover all sorts of things they want to substitute the fa- a failing MDC. If they are so good, why can't we have NGOs to make sure that Harare has water, no potholes, and garbage is collected in Harare? Um, when I saw this, it made me question the sincerity of what the government is trying to do. So, so it's kind of a pivot point for me because you hear someone advocating something. I don't understand why you're advocating for it. When you hear the people who are crafting the bill saying, why are the NGOs potholes and running water and that's their job? You literally have the one job. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah that made me question the sincerity of, of what they're trying to do, and maybe uh, sympathize with you guys. But from what, like, what, what was your first reaction when you when you saw that? Well, as, as it was a video. Yeah. When you saw that, what was your what was your honest reaction, honest to god reaction? WTF. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, like you're saying, I think that that exposes the real thinking behind the bill. I mean, it's a terrible bill to begin with, and it's very vague and very general. Um, but I think what Mutrangwa did is, is is really expose the real thinking. One, saying that we are that we are trying to uh, replace uh, a failing opposition. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the role of, of civil society. Uh, and um, if the opposition was failing, uh, why are they so worried about the opposition doing rallies? Mm-hmm. And that's 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 you know that's that's on the political party side. Uh, civic organizations are not uh, are not here to campaign for political parties, and they don't. Um, uh, I think another thing that it touches on is uh, is the issue of 
civics being involved in, in politics. Mm. Uh, so actually, in the bill, it says that um, uh, that uh, that PDOs should not be involved in politics. Complete, very vague. Mm. Uh, um, elections is politics. Uh, voter registration is politics. Um, so such vague things like that is basically trying to boot civic organizations out of civic space, out of being able to engage citizens, out of being able to question the government. Uh, and then the last thing that, you know, that, that, that Mkrangwa touched on, exactly, he forgot his T.O.R.S. is the Hurmet. <laughs> eh? I mean, the, 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 the Hurmet's T.O.R.S. <laughs> is that. Eh? Yeah. Pothole, all the potholes you see on Hopewell's, uh, Hopewell's feet. That's the, that's that is the business. That is the business of government and local government. That is that that, that, that is government and and, uh, and city councils. The, if it's uh, clean water, refuse collection, uh, fixing fixing roads, mm. uh, this this right here, this is Zimra in the Harare City Council. Yeah. Um, uh, so ultimately, that is not the work of civil society organisations. I think what he what he what he shows is the is the the, the fact of how much the Zanzibar government has failed to deliver those basic things, where now civic organisations and NGOs are having to step in to provide clean water. Mm. Um, uh, uh, you know, you've got private companies that are stepping in to do refuse collection, because we've got a a, a city council that refuse collection. <laughs> they don't do the collection in the first place, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is a city council, and you know that is yes, uh, it has been run by the opposition, but it's completely hamstrung by uh, a manipulative central government controlled by Zanzibar. Mm. And any mayor that gets in there uh, from the opposition who tries to make any changes it gets uh, suspended. Um, so, but, uh, so this is this is this is the government not understanding what it's supposed to do. Yeah, but I'd also push back on that and say not in defense of. of of Zanpia for anything, but I'm saying um, the length to which even MDC mayors or whatever have gone to. Now I, I'm saying this is an outside from the outside mm-hmm. looking in, so forgive me if, I'm, if I if, if I sound flippant. Yeah. But like the length to which some people have gone to make things work, for me, leaves a little wanting because even if we do get an opposition mayor or whatever, we don't see any indelible change. Now I understand yeah. their forces working against that, but with alternative revenue streams that they can access or they might have access to, there's certain things that they can do to move the needle. And I'm not saying they haven't done anything. Mm. But for me, just looking around Harare and be like, yeah, well, where y'all at? Like, yeah. I guess you got pressures. But again, that's your job as mayor to make a way when, there's, when there is no way. Yeah. And we see that in other countries where there could be a, a opposition or, you know, opposing parties in charge of different sort of jurisdictions. But you can see, you know, the work being done in other areas, even though there are pressures. Mm. Now, again, this is just me saying this say that as a, just an ordinary citizen when I go through I'm still complaining about the same things I complained about back in the early 2000s yeah, and it's yeah, 2022 yeah. and I'm like okay you know make a good case for yourselves yeah no but I think that's that's exactly it uh, is that the, the opposition uh, formerly MDC now CCC hasn't actually made the case about why it's so difficult for it to effectively run uh, local councils across it um, and that's not to say they haven't been there haven't been uh, some terrible examples and instances of mismanagement and corruption. That's definitely there amongst uh, some uh, MDC councillors. Um, I think the issue is 
is is that Zanu PF. I mean, once upon a time, they were happy to have executive mayors in Harare <laughs> when Zanu PF was was winning. That's been that's been abolished, and now you've got ceremonial mayors because the opposition has uh, has taken control uh, of most urban areas. Um, so the ceremonial mayor is just ceremonial, uh, and they've and they've put the power into the the, the, the minister of local government who can fire. When he wants, and ultimately uh, the, the the minister of local government, who ends up having the the the, the power over who runs townhouse, because those who run townhouse, the technocrats, are the ones with the power. Your town clerk, and uh, uh, you know your 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 other technocrats who work within are the ones who've got who've got power in the current situation. Mm. So we saw that even when they tried to demolish Motor Republic and the mayor came out and said, no, 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 we'll stop this. It was the technocrats within the city council mm. uh, who were pushing the agenda. Whereas the, the opposition elected mayor was saying, no, 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 we should stop this. Mm. Um, so that's, those internal dynamics are also really what's kind of, I think, what's frustrated uh, uh, opposition-led councils from, from uh, you know, delivering what they should be doing. Mm, I forgot about that detail that this place was actually going to be demolished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't around for that. Uh, we've died for this department. Yeah? <laughs> we died for this co-working space. Now, this is round of like, what was that situation like? What was the, what was the, for those who went around, like me, who went around for it but heard about it, but what was the situation around them trying to remove you guys from here? Yeah, so they just, um, they rocked up one day with cranes and literally were uh, with cranes and uh, like 30 uh, municipal police and they started trying to hack the containers down while people were in the co-working space, calling it an illegal structure uh, when we clearly had plans that we showed them, approved plans. Um, they still did, proceeded to try and knock it down. Obviously, I think there were political influences behind that. Um, but yeah, with luckily this being the kind of creative hub that it is, the Mayutis and uh, Twitter ninjas, <laughs> within an hour the hashtag Save Motor Republic was the most trending hashtag uh, on Twitter. It forced the mayor to intervene, Ben Manganyeni at the time, and forced the minister of local government, Xavier Kasuwe, mm-hmm. to intervene. They both had been, were forced by all the pressure online to come and visit Motor Republic within the first few days. The mayor was in the first hour. Um, and uh, because of the pressure we put, because we took the, the city council to high court and the, just a huge online campaign where just young people just like, I know, but Motor Republic haven't been there, but that's where, that, you know, that's where we, we, we get our news from, from the week, from Last Talk TV. Um, so many young people joined that campaign uh, that they had to back down. So, yeah, we won that battle. Mm. So for you guys, you literally were going to get rocked out of this. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Then they, some, now they couldn't come after the structure. This is just me talking as Valentine. Yeah. They couldn't come after the structure. Now they're coming out of the business model. Exactly. That, that and that is the thing. I think it was the the PVO bill is the most existential threat we've faced since they tried to demolish our offices. That's how existential it is. And so they just let the structure stay up, but we'll we'll control who's we'll in the structure. You. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you very much, Komori Fatso. Uh, it's been great. Uh, I, I've taken a lot more of your time than I wanted, but yeah. Um, thank you very much for the time, for the opportunity to talk to you. Uh, he's done the work now. I don't have to write about this. I can just copy paste. Custom HTML, people just listen We've to We've done it. the work. I'll send you the invoice, boys. No, no, thanks for having me, man. Right, thanks, man. Right, everyone, thank you for listening. And for those on YouTube watching, please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, we have, we're on 6,000, what, 300 and... 
some, some followers. Boom. Can we please get to like 10k by year's end? Like, you know, please, Comrade Fatsu, I'm, I'm relying on you. All right, I'll, I'll, sub- I'll subscribe with all of my ghost accounts and my Barakashi <laughs> accounts. I'll get Nick Mangwana to subscribe to and jump. I know Jamwanda's not on Twitter anymore, but anyway. <laughs> what about this one? I got this one. Oh, yeah, so what happened? I got post on my fake, my, my fake news. I know that big yeah. Thank you guys for listening. I like and subscribe. Check out my name, Star 405 hash. Our app is now zero rated, so you can buy your bundles, internet one bundles, tell one bundles without needing data. If you're on the internet, other networks are being worked on. And take them zero rated. So if you're on the internet, you can use for free. Except for podcasts, which is a story, but another day. Thank yeah, you. Boy.